Hello, thank you for tuning into episode one of the Record Store podcast brought to you by the Chatterbox. Today we're going to be discussing the new Sufjan Stevens album, The Ascension, and the new Joji album, Nectar, as we mentioned in the episode zero. Yeah, um, so uh, I think we're going to start off by going uh, to the Ascension first and then going into Nectar after that. Um, I have a few quick, you know, tidbits about the ascension uh the ascension is the eighth uh full-length studio album by sufian stevens who is a well-known uh singer-songwriter folk musician um his this is actually his first album since uh carrie and lowell uh in 2015 um he's done a few uh collaborative efforts with um you know uh, he did one with lowell brams called aporia and one with bryce desner of the national called planetarium um but this is his uh comeback to solo material and uh it's it's different it's not um it's not his usual sound uh yeah yeah why don't you talk a bit more about that because i know you have some thoughts on this and i do too but yeah yeah um so if i had to compare this album to anything in his discography it would probably be the age of gods i mean he's clearly trying to go back to that or a similar sound to that at least um and i don't know <laughs> um i'm i'm personally not a big fan of the age of odds so i was not really looking f- for this album to go back in that direction um although i will say i think that this album does a lot of things better than age of odds personally yeah i can see where um you know you're coming from when you say that uh i actually i looked it up and uh more of the reason why he went back to electronics for this he did an interview with al horner for the guardian and he was talking about um he he was moving um from Catskills, so he had to pack all of his guitars and his banjos and stuff away and he says quote that's why the nature of this record is so simple i could only use things i could plug into my computer my mind was not really in the folk idiom anymore i'd pack my guitars in the storage and i think mentally i packed that aesthetic away too which is kind of interesting because you know i don't know many people who you know some some artists set out to make a record sound different but with this it kind of sounds like he really this was the only way that he could see it being, you know, written with his resources. Like he didn't uh, give himself limited resources. He really just had limited resources, which is an interesting way to listen to it. Now that if you go back. that's Yeah. I, um, I read something similar to that um, on, I think it was Pitchfork's um, review of it. Um, or they quoted that interview. Um, I don't really, I can't really remember, but um, I think I read that same article too. I think that, uh, something like that or yeah. they did an interview with him but yeah, yeah. that's uh it's interesting i think i didn't know that and i think going into this record with very little uh, prior knowledge of either sufyan or that situation it's um it's definitely going to be a different experience versus sure. knowing who he is and what he's done so why don't you if you want to talk a little bit about his uh previous discography because i we're both uh i I mean i was raised on michigan and illinois and some of those more folky albums but if you want to go into a bit more depth with that you can yeah um so uh you said that you've been uh raised on sufjan honestly i haven't like i didn't get into sufjan until more recently so um 
this is the first like Sufjan like full length album album cycle that I've been through. Like oh, this was the first one you were like paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gotta yeah. be oh well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, some of my earliest uh, music memories were um, the Illinois album or being played and that sort of that instrumentation or he he's known for um you know guitars and banjos in a more folky way um but he's also he's always had i think even in the beginning of his career like these elaborate concepts and these super long um almost convoluted songs but he always manages to do them without being pretentious oh yeah for sure like and, illinois is like when i first listened to that album i hated it i'm not i'm not even gonna really? lie. i i hated illinois when it first came out or, or not when it first came out but like when i first listened to it um because there was just so much there and like it's hard it was hard for me to like it was such. It was. It's an. It's a very elaborate album, and I just don't think I was mentally prepared for that when I first listened to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the wall where. Yeah. To, yeah. Not for casual listening. Yeah. Um. But it's still. It's still a great album, though. Like I, after revisiting it a few times, I'm like okay, I, I finally. I'm starting to understand this, and it was pretty mind blowing when I when I started to actually, you know, get into the mindset that I should have been in in the first place with that. Um, but yeah, um, this album it's very this new album, The Ascension. It's um, it's definitely elaborate. Like, it's a full eighty minutes. It's for sure. Yeah, all that you could fit into one CD disc is it's on here yeah um which i mean that's that's not uncommon for any of sufian's albums but um well how about for people that haven't or that aren't familiar with sufian or the difference between you know we just mentioned the age of odds and illinois uh what's what's this sonically what's the difference between those two okay so um illinois and karen lowell they're very much folk rock and i think that's kind of what sufyan's known for um uh whereas age of odds and the ascension uh they're more electro pop experimental very very textured uh electronic music so yeah and uh i think personally you might agree but i if you go through no matter what instrumentation he's using it's always very um it's always very detailed oh yeah like you can listen to it and pick up on things for like 20 times for sure notice things that you have i don't know if anyone has that time yeah to listen to this stevens album 20 times in a row but uh yeah it's he's very detail oriented and it all sounds very um it's very planned out and deliberate and i think that can work to his advantage and also sometimes in his disadvantage um i guess that leads into talking about the album finally uh do you want to give some of your thoughts first and we can go a bit more in depth yeah so um you mentioned uh listening to the ascension 20 times and um i wouldn't want to do that not only because it's like an hour and a half 
but like because it's like the album is such a slog to me it's so i don't know (laughs) um how do i put this so the album has definitely has high points oh totally um like um uh die happy that's a that's a great song i actually love that song it's it's a very haunting song. Um, but I think a big problem with this album is it's very, um, in terms of like lyrics, the song, a lot of the songs on here are very repetitive. Yeah. And I think that to me was a bigger departure from his previous stuff than music because, you know, some of these songs are, you know, America, is 12 minutes long (laughs) and i think for over half of it there's no lyrics yeah which i mean he's no stranger to making just instrumentals but that's 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 the whole that's the whole album yeah and it's not like you know i keep going back to illinois but in my head that's you know his best album oh yeah for sure it's it's definitely up there like for sure it's one of his best at least yeah but um you know with a lot of those songs i think that's like 20 something songs on that record Mm -hmm. um because the instrumentals are either really short or they're they're separate from the um the other songs with this you know if you skip one song you skip half of the album and um it's it's a if it just feels it's a lot harder to consume and Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that the it's it's totally worth skipping it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot harder to get a hold of and i think a lot of that comes down to its length but also it's like you said it's very repetitive and yeah what did you think of um the production on this thing because that was i I have thoughts on this i don't know what your thoughts are but okay so um the production um so i so once i accepted that this is gonna sound it's going for a similar sound to the age of odds i i really enjoyed the very layered instrumentals on it um the uh the I, the drums on a lot of these songs are really impressive to me anyway but the production as a whole <laughs> um i think a i think a good example of production on here that's just not good at all <laughs> it's um i think it's uh tell me you love me at the very end where there's just those like tubas oh, that just yeah. <laughs> did not need to be there at all. That was so bad. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all for throwing in random elements if it fits the oh, aesthetic. For sure. I don't think you know if it's more if it's supposed to be more electronic um, and a more polished sense. It just it kind of feels off. And you know, I, you mentioned. Uh, die happy being a really haunting song and that has a lot of layered instrumentals and a lot of weird parts but in tell me you love me if just it just feels off the way it's connected to the song it's it doesn't give that same message uh i this is gonna this might be controversial but i'm gonna compare this to um kid a by radiohead i let the record go i'm i don't like radiohead that much 
I um I don't know how many times I've sat down to listen to OK Computer and just been like I no I don't understand um but with Kid A it was such a departure from like the the music uh in an instrumental sense because it was you know a lot of electronics and stuff like that but I will say Kid A sounds a whole lot more put together but it also sounds a lot more um it, it's it's rough around the edges too um, yeah and it works it works with the what they're trying to uh establish and i think that's just not in Suthian stevens uh it's not in his wheelhouse to make mm-hmm. a kid a, because even with age of odds it was so fine-tuned and you know just the in that one song the tubas it's just it's not like him to leave in something like that sure and i I, i'm all for a reinvention if it's done well and i don't think that that part specifically was done all that well yeah i see what you're saying um yeah um so uh moving like to a a, a different topic um the themes of this album they're very bleak like outlooks on life Mm -hmm. um i thought maybe this is just me but i don't know that this kind of production fits that theme very well maybe that's stupid but (laughs) um I feel like it would if you were if you're gonna do that maybe it makes more sense to go for a bit more folky thing because I feel like that makes it a bit more personal. I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, no, you're right. I think um, it's it's a it's a bold choice, you know. Um, and if I go back to uh, Karen Lowell, which you know. That's an extremely personal album. It's got oh. his parents. On, it's got his parents on the cover, even. Sure. And um, it's that was his last folky project, at least that we've gotten so uh, far in his discography. Yeah. Um, and that it's just so it's so dark and it's so sad and it like it fits so well. And that what you describe as being haunting, it's that whole album is like that but it's added to it because it's so stripped down and like every every note is is uh it's just it's 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 dark man i I can describe it but yeah i think again if you do it well it's not a problem and i think on occasion he does it really well i think um you know the title track on this album is one of the best songs he's ever written for sure yeah i was gonna bring that up um later but yeah no that's a that's a really great (laughs) that's a very well written song yeah and it's and it sounds more electronic i think he has even some auto-tune on his voice and it it works in that context in what he's singing about it absolutely works which is why songs like um what's the one uh video game oh yeah that's it's an okay song but it just it feels so out of place Mm -hmm. because what he the message that he says he's saying about just doesn't really come through and especially with someone like him where you know every album has a concept to it it's kind of disconcerting you know like Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, what do you think about the either the, either one of those songs? Because I think those are both. He released video game as a single, right? A yeah. Single. I think the three singles were America, Video Game, and Sugar. I think in that order. I, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, what do you think about those that those choices as the marketing points for this album too. I don't know, <laughs> um, <laughs> because those, in my opinion those were like low points on the album for me at least in my opinion um and i feel like there are just so many there are better songs on this album that like um bring the point across of of like the 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 themes of this album that are you know i don't know um uh yeah yeah. it just now occurred to me that you know he might have been doing it so that people could know it's gonna sound different because those songs do sound the most different yeah like right um i think not even in terms of instrument instrumental like sugar i if someone else was singing that i would not be able to tell that that's a Sufjan stevens song whereas if someone sings a song like the ascension i could still probably guess who wrote it for sure yeah um yeah they (laughs) you're right you're right i don't i i basically agree entirely i don't really have anything else to add on that um we've been kind of bashing it um but before we move on what would you say what are some good parts of this album for people that do still want to give it a listen yeah um obviously die happy i think was really solid um let's let's see here um i thought the obviously the title track we we mentioned that that one's really good um death star is kind of it's kind of odd i i really like the production on that track um it kind of reminds me of like an 80s horror movie soundtrack yeah 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 um yeah i I actually i i enjoyed that track quite a bit um landslide landslide are really good (laughs) in my opinion anyway um i will say uh on on a more constructive side i think um you know one of sufyan's greatest strengths is there are the lyrics that he writes and Mm -hmm. his use of words and the lyrics on this album are not terrible mm-hmm. but sometimes they're buried in the mix so much you really can't understand what he's saying which does kind of deplete some of the value like that was uh, my only criticism on landslide was sometimes you really couldn't understand what he was saying that's uh, yeah i'll give you that that's that's true <laughs> yeah and same for gilgamesh which i did not like that song oh, I, gilgamesh, <laughs> gilgamesh is is really bad i i uh that's one that I put in my notes for uh, um, oh, wow. very low lows. Because <laughs> um, uh, something that I said was uh, th- it's an album with some high highs and low lows, and Kilgamesh is one that I said was a low low <laughs> of, of yeah. the album. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's halfway through the album. Mm-hmm. It's... I'm already tired listening to it. And then I get Gilgamesh. And then, you know, his voice is just buried in the mix. And it just sounds like, I, I hate this was my conclusion, but it sounds like an Imagine Dragons song. It, it 
kind of does. Like, right. you were, like, I can hear that he's saying something, but when I can't understand what he's saying, it's just like, take out the vocals and it's radioactive. <laughs> with that song. It's true. <laughs> um, which, I mean, you know, again, artists can reinvent themselves however many times they want if they can do it well. Um, and that's David sorry, but uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt. But like that's something that um, Sufjan I feel like does has done well with in the past is kind of reconstructing his sound. Oh, totally. And then still being able to go back to his roots afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Because Carrie and Lowell came out after Age of Odds. And that, I think, that was an album that made it onto, I think, Rolling Stone's, like, top albums of the decade, I think, in the top ten. What? Carrie and Lowell or Age of Odds? Carrie and Lowell. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Um, But, yeah. I think... It's 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 not for casual listening, but I I'll, I'll I'll go back to it. I well I can see myself going back to it and appreciating it more. Yeah, um, yeah. Me, I yeah. That's basically what I was gonna say. Is it's like it's definitely a slog to just sit down and listen to. Like, I just don't. I just find I just found myself getting bored sitting down and listening to it. Um, so you would, say, you would say that the ascension does not ascend. I've been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting on that all day. Wow. Yeah. I guess I guess I do say that the ascension will not ascend. <laughs> um, and this is he was clearly trying to make this album a focal point in his career, right? But it's it doesn't feel like it <laughs> to me anyway. Right. Yeah, and I think maybe it's just because we're so young, and some of these, like the things that he's talking about, are very. Oh yes, they're very X, and you know some of the things he's talking about, like not wanting to be on your phone and stuff like that, might make us roll our eyes. (laughs) Um, But I, it's definitely for an audience, and I think the audience that likes it really likes it and the audience that doesn't really doesn't and i think in between that there's just people that sort of have to keep going back to it and then maybe they'll find something that they liked that they didn't know that they liked before yeah i will i will definitely be returning to this one um i'm hoping that it continues to grow on me because first time listening to it i didn't like it at all but after listening to it like um, multiple times, I, it began to grow on me, and I'm hoping that it continues to do that um, after even more listens. Um, so, yeah, I'd say definitely give it a shot. Yeah, just clear I, I your schedule, clear your evening schedule. Oh yes, for sure. The, it takes. This is gonna not. It's not only a long album, but it's also an album that deserves or that needs a lot of your attention um, to really get much out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can't like well you could but like it's hard to um, put this album on in the background and get much out of it you really just yeah, have to sit it's not down. part of music yeah for sure um, which is a but, good segue into the next <laughs> album if we have nothing more to add about 
the ascension. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it is about time that we move on to Joji's Nectar, yes. which, yes, that is a good segue into this album. Um, do you have any? Uh, do you have any background on this? Uh, yeah. So uh, these two albums, I think I mentioned, they were released on the same day. Um, Nectar is Joji's. Um, real name George Miller, his second full-length studio LP following uh, Ballads 1, which was released in 2018. Um, It was one of the albums that was going to be released during the summer, but because of COVID, it was pushed back to September. Um, It had three singles that came off of it. Um, I think the first one was released like a year before uh, Sanctuary, followed by Run, followed by Gimme Love. And then, no, there was a fourth single, which yeah, was uh, Diplo, Daylight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's been some steady anticipation for this one. And then it came out, and people had opinions on it. Like <laughs> This is true. Everything. This is true. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so I've been listening to Joji for a long time. Like, not well, not like a long time, but like... Since he's been putting out music, or even before, with um, uh, Pink Guy, yeah, yeah, Pink Guy, Filthy Frank, all that, uh, which I don't want to get into <laughs> right now, but because um, <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, going into this thing, I felt like so. Since um, his first, uh, his debut EP in Tongues, um, I feel like he's definitely made improvements. He's been steadily improving uh, since then uh, with Ballads 1, which I thought was okay. You know, I, it, was, it was a pretty solid album. Um, but here I was really looking for a change in sound and as an evolution um because his lo-fi aesthetic was getting kind of old honestly um and um when the singles that uh owen mentioned uh started coming out i got really excited because this was the change that i was looking for um we were getting definitely higher budget sounding production and it sounded like Joji's vocals had definitely improved, uh, which was um, something that I feel needed to happen. Um, and um, after listening to it, I'm kind of mixed on it, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, I discovered Joji's music, uh, I, th- I think, around the time Sanctuary came out. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of you know, modern music or like pop music or stuff like that. And that's not really what, once I did a closer deep dive, that's not really what Joji was about. But Sanctuary is a, it's a pop song. It's got that, yeah, it's got that spacey feel to it. Um, and it's very echoey, very clear vocals and stuff. And it's a good song. He's, he's, um, once I did my research, uh, yeah, I agree. He's definitely, he's improved vocally. Um, and sonically, he's definitely 
like you said, he's gotten a bigger budget and um, more producers. Uh, if you go to the song credits on Ballads One, for most of them, I think most of them, except for Slow Dancing in the Dark, which is the song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, he produced them mostly himself. Yeah. Uh, that's whereas like, versus with this, you've got like I think sorry, I counted I think I counted maybe seven writers on the opening track. Yeah. Um, where it's he he's been given a lot more resources and it's been interesting to see what he does with those. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this one, this is this is a much shorter album. It's still it's eighteen songs, but it's I think it's still it's under an hour. It's, under, it's like yeah. I think it's like fifty, maybe like fifty, yeah, something like that. Which is not bad, especially fifty-three. Um, fifty-three. Okay. Yeah. Um, which let me be clear: having a long album is not a bad thing. It's just it's what you do with that time. It's <laughs> that. yeah, and. Uh, you know, you said you had mixed feelings about this. Um, what yeah. do you think Joji did with this time? Okay, so I think that there are some uh, really solid tracks that sound really good. Um, all the singles I thought sounded really good. Um, Run plus, is his best song. I, it's better than Four Dancing in the Dark. I, for sure. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Um, but for a lot of it, honestly, especially in the last in the, in the second half, there's a lot of filler here, in my opinion, at least. Or maybe not necessarily filler, but songs that don't really sound like they there's not a lot of variety i guess um, a lot of songs under two minutes more like interludes yeah yeah and I, um, I get that. yeah and um a lot of them are just trap beat you know pretty or pretty basic trap beat really with these like somber instrumental or like piano or whatever it is in the background <laughs> You know, and then he's just singing about how he was in love, and then you know, now his heart was broken, <laughs> and that's just how it is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely get what you're saying. I think, um, you know, especially having those core three singles back to back in the um, the six, seven, and eight slot you're kind of you're left with a lot of uncertainty as to what the rest of it's going to sound like um and you know immediately after sanctuary you get what i know you put down as a song that you didn't really like which is high hopes this is one of at least in my opinion one of joji's if not joji's worst song (laughs) really maybe maybe that's like unpopular but like i i don't like this song um omar apollo adds nothing to this track the it just sounds it's like the guitars are just really i get what they're okay i get what they're trying to do but it's just the song is called High Hopes. This song, um, you'd think that a song about <laughs> called High Hopes would be have at least any energy at all. This song has no energy behind it. 
That's true. I think now that you say that, it is one of the more sluggish songs in terms of emotion, especially since you know his his vocals have gotten so much more his bigger and expressive and mm-hmm. stuff like that and that's really worked which is why daylight and run and give me love are really really good songs mm-hmm. because he's put that emotion and i think i agree that and then the feature really doesn't add anything i yeah. will say though about the features they're not all bad pretty this- boy with uh that's a that's a great song we'll get there we'll get there don't worry about yeah. it uh, <laughs> we'll get yeah. there so are we um, just going like track by track here i think you know um from here on maybe maybe we cover the second half like track by track because this is it's and this then is when it gets go. iffy yeah huh? this is when it gets a bit more iffy for you uh yeah um yeah. then night it you know high hopes i didn't like high hopes but like if it was followed by like a like a really good track next i that would be fine it would be a bit more excusable but nitrous is like yeah this was Uh, when i this is when i started opening um imdb and started looking at movie box office just because i started i stopped paying attention during this song yeah Um, nitrous it's it's so boring and it's another example where there's just no energy in joji's vocals at all um here it feels like um and he's just mumbling his way through the track if it sounds like to me I, I had to like look up the lyrics to like oh, pick yeah. out any words that he's saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it feels like it definitely feels like a downgrade. It feels more like a ballads one, you know, second yeah. half back than what has been presented. Yeah, um, and there's yeah. like um, that's even like further proven by I'm pretty. Isn't this track? Do you have like production credits? Like I do. Yeah, isn't this track produced by Clans Casino? Uh, it is. Which yeah. he did. Uh, can't get over you, and this song oh, yeah. sounds like "Can't Get Over You" Part Two. Can't get over <laughs> um, you. Sounds like it was recorded through a toilet paper tube. Yeah, which, I mean, it's a pretty good song. It's I I like I like "Can't Get Over You." It yeah, it's not it's not super long, but it does yeah. what it is trying to do. Yeah. It's, it's upbeat, which this is not. Yes, this is true. And I think that even that track is added to isn't um I think like Thundercat is uh does like bass on that track. He does? Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but like I feel like he does. But um okay. um yeah, this song just sounds like a downgraded version of Can't Get Over You. It sounds like the demo version of Can't Get Over You. Yeah, and I mean, you know, not every song can have super heightened emotions. Or, but, like, again, it comes down to what we were talking about with The Ascension. Like, if you can do it well, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. But um, with this one, it just kind of seemed, especially with the fact that the, the, the title is in all caps, which was something that they did on ballads one it just it feels like it should be on ballads Ballads one One. yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if this track was originally gonna be on ballads one 
I mean, it just sounds like right off of that song or right off of that album. And I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit, which I mean, this whole album, I think on his, they updated his Spotify bio, I think when the album released or before the album released and they sort of described him or this album as living in the space between genres, which I, I really like that description. I think it's accurate. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause there's a um, lot covered here uh, and, there's a I lot, and then you can't really place it. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, it's not really pop. It's not really rock. It's not really dance. Yeah, you're right. And <laughs> it's not really, it's not really R and B. It's not really, I guess there's like hip hop elements on it too, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Speaking and, of yeah. Um, actually these next few songs are the ones you notice through the first half, there's only one feature and it's Diplo on yeah. daylight. The rest is Joji. And I think those are the highlights primarily of the album, the ones that are just him. But I think now this is, will be the segue to talk about pretty boy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, looking back at the track list, I say that I don't like the second half. It That's not true. It's just I feel like the second half doesn't have nearly as much variety as yeah. the first half does. That's, and I, that's like, a really good point. That's um, it becomes. Yeah. And there, I don't think a lot of the budget for this album went toward the last the second half. It, it, or at least it doesn't feel like it to me. I, I don't know. Cause like with, um, songs like give me love, you have like these, these, uh, string sections at the end uh-huh. or like, I, I don't know. Maybe the guitar solo and run is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I totally get that. I think it sort of, it falls into a lull where it sort of goes back into those lo-fi roots that I, I, I didn't necessarily have a, a problem with. It's just personally, I can't listen to too much of it without getting bored. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like surf rock for me or like, uh, like current, like surf rock where they're everyone trying to sound like Mac DeMarco. I can't listen. It's not bad. It's just, there's so much of it and it all sounds the same to me. <laughs> that's me with a lot of early two thousands rock. Like, yeah. Green Day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I um, like Leader, but that's only because they're, they're nerds and they actually, they do have variety. Green Day is, that's a topic for another day. This is, yeah. a, this is Let's the talk about pretty boy now. <laughs> um, this song is the most unlikely one that I keep finding myself pressing play on. Mm-hmm. It's really catchy. It is. It's so it's very catchy. It's very fun. It's very like And there's a lot of subtext in it. You know, it's on yeah. its surface. Mm-hmm. It's a song that you're gonna hear at someone's like homecoming dance or something like that, where like the mosh pit is going crazy for it, and it <laughs> it sounds like you know it could be kind of like basic, you know, like a throwaway post Malone track where like, they're talking about how cool they are and stuff like that. But then if you listen to it, it's it's kind of depressing. Yeah, this is um this is one of the songs that um like 
I know at the beginning I said, um, oh, all these songs are just about or are just Joji talking about um, heartbreak and how he can't find love. But like, I feel like this is the this is the exception. This song is about <laughs> not that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about it's like. <laughs> At least what I read into it read into it is like that saying where it's like um, beauty is pain or pain is beauty. And, you know, the song is called Pretty Boy. And if you just listen to it, um, it's it's got some, uh, lyrics that kind of are, you know, describing that. Um, I'm pulling up the lyrics. I think in one of the verses, I'm a pretty boy living on the West side, popping blue pills and slipping on finest. No more tears and no more lies. I tell myself to sleep at night. Like that's sad. Yeah. (laughs) And when I listened to that verse, as, as I was listening to it, I finally got it because this was one of the songs that he released half of. Yeah, like, yeah. He put, out, like, he put out like some teaser tracks on his like not the eighty eight rising YouTube, but like his, his, his YouTube own thing, right? And the description was not song, so I thought it was a joke. And when it came out on the album, I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> but then when I got to that verse, I was like, "Oh, this is this is actually you have to think about this song." Yeah, and then. Um, I saw there was a feature on it, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know if that's gonna benefit." And it was Lil Yachty, <laughs> so, so I got I nervous. Was... And I saw Lil Yachty because Lil okay. Yachty is like the bane of my existence. <laughs> um, but and makes, I was shocked to find that he did a pretty good job. He did a pretty good job, at least compared to the other features on it. This is the best. Whoa. Other performance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Other no, no, I stand by that. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like disagreeing with you. I'm just. Yeah, no, I think. Disagreeing with you. <laughs> in the context of this, uh, this song and what it's talking about, even if his verse is a little more basic than what Joji is singing about, I think that also adds like contrast to it. Like mm-hmm. his verse is like. Uh, handsome young man never worried about time flexing on the net it's the same offline they fo- uh, if I don't lead where will they go they follow my every move like that's more basic like rap like I brought up Post Malone like that sounds like something he would say off of circles or something like that mm-hmm. um, and then Joji goes back into it and he says like you're talking about tears in his eyes and it just it, it's a whole new it's a different meaning to that song and i think it does benefit that song whereas you you mentioned the omar apollo feature on high hopes which doesn't do anything to benefit um but yeah that's just my opinion what do you think the best feature is then we'll we'll get to it we'll okay get to it. all right cool but um yeah no i think if someone okay I'm not going to like argue that Liliati is the best feature on the album. Okay. I can totally see it. it he, for me, he's definitely the most surprising feature, not only for him being here, but also. I think that was maybe part of it too. I was like, I was not expecting him to pull through. Yeah. Cause but... Liliati for me is like notorious for being absolute trash. So for him to like do something that like, I actually enjoyed his verse. And I think this is, maybe one of his best performances on any song (laughs) so um 
yeah I'll, thanks Jersey yeah <laughs> let's give it up for for little Yachty <laughs> um but um yeah uh do you want to move on to normal people now I guess we're going to um this was another song uh this one features Ray Brown mm-hmm and I don't have strong feelings about it. Okay. It's yeah. one of the most forgettable songs. Um, I okay, so I can see where you're coming from. And I will um say that this album or, or not the album, the uh this song is very repetitive. And in any other context, I feel like it would be forgettable, but I actually enjoyed this song. I don't know. No, I didn't. kept coming back to it for some reason. I don't even know why. It's not even like that great of a song or anything. But I think it was like the those like 808s. They caught me off guard. Like that bass. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I just wanted to keep getting caught off guard by it. I don't know. And Ray, okay, Ray, Ray Brown. I I've never heard of him before, honestly. Um, he did another song with Joji, didn't he? This is like his he? second collab. Did he? I've never heard of it. If if he did, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't think yeah. it was Joji's. I think it, he was on uh, uh, once in a while. That's what it's called. Okay, okay. I'll look it up. I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, but he didn't do bad, honestly. He didn't like. I don't know if he added like too much to the song, but like he didn't take away i don't think he did a bad job or anything but this song it it needs to be cut down it's a it's a song that feels like filler even though i didn't mind it Mm -hmm. it it definitely has two producers on it and one of them is joji versus yeah the others that definitely sound a lot more polished and a lot more big which again, not every song needs to be "Give Me Love," but it's sure. nice when you have a song that's "Give Me Love." <laughs> um, um, and also the song is just very repetitive, like lyrically, anyway. Um, yeah, the chorus is as long as the verses. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the song would have been better if it was just cut down by like maybe to like a minute and a half yeah similar to another song on this album that we'll get to later (laughs) yeah we kind of skipped over um with the first half but you're right we'll uh, come back to it we'll come back to it yeah i was just gonna say upgrade is a song that i enjoyed me too that's only like a minute and a half something like that yeah and I th- what they did in that minute and a half was good. Um, it wasn't trying to be anything more than it was, which is why it's only a minute and a half. But I think that with the repetition of that chorus, that's also as long as the v- verses. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a letdown. But again, it's I, I don't think it's bad. I just don't have any real strong opinions on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think it's that great of a song. I just kept coming back to it for some reason. But anyway, let's move on to Afterthought with uh, Benny, Bene, something like that. I, I've heard, I've, I'm familiar with her. I just don't know how to say her name. I think it's Benny, right? I don't know. Okay. So um, we said, or you were talking about uh, how Lil Yachty was, how you thought that Lil Yachty was the best feature. I thought yeah. she was the best feature, honestly. Yeah, this is a runner-up. 
for me. Yeah. I I really like this song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's complex. It's mm-hmm. her um her feature, you know, the song is about the the after I mean it's called Afterthought. It's a song about post breakup mm-hmm. and um it's it's from two different perspectives and i think that's really interesting and i think that's part of what makes this one of the more memorable songs mm-hmm. um at least for me because yeah. with a lot of some of the other songs it's just jody's perspective and even i, I don't i'm not saying every time there's a song about a breakup he needs to have a counterpart talking about their opinion it's just it gives it a it, it gives it a nice fresh take yeah um it feels more like a duet than a feature yeah yeah i think i think that's what he was going for because it's not like featuring benny i it's like joji and benny or at least that's how it's listed on apple music yeah me. like daylight is joji comma diplo not yeah daylight featuring diplo yeah this song reminded me do you remember that like song uh somebody that i used to know oh yeah yeah it it reminds me of that a lot (laughs) it's like a modern modern um and i i don't know i really like that song so (laughs) um this song was one of the highlights for me anyway um the next song, though, was one of my personal favorites. Okay. Um, Mr. Hollywood. Produced by Kenny Beats, correct? Uh, that is correct. Yes. Um, this one features one of his best vocal performances um, on the second half. Um, and it's at least, it's, it's memorable. Um but this it's also a good it's lyrically it's a it's another fresh take where you know it's a sort of a disaffected love song but he's also he's one of the lines is you don't gotta say you're not into me no more when we pass out on the floor see the sunrise through the door he's not lamenting necessarily he's just like he, he's coming to terms with something not being right. And that's kind of an interesting take for Jody just because he has songs that are called, you know, Can't Get Over You. And the shouting on Slow Dancing in the Dark when he's mm-hmm. pleading about a breakup. I think it's really refreshing. And the instrumental on this is really good. And it sounds very uh, polished, but not in a way that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I know you said this was one of the highlights for you. Honestly, I don't, I can appreciate that it's a good song. And I know a lot of people really love this song, but I don't have, a. am not like, I don't have any strong opinions on it. And like for me anyway, I I don't know. I I appreciate it. This is a good songer, um, but um, I don't know. It it just wasn't doing a whole lot for me personally. Mm-hmm. Although I I see where everyone else is coming from on it. I the instrumental is really good. Um, it's very shiny. Yeah, I don't I don't really have too much to say about it. I think you kind of covered it. <laughs> 
Um, well, uh, do you have any opinions on 777, which is the next song? Because I don't really. I I don't really have an opinion on it. I thought it was okay. It, I mean, it's another like 80s throwback song which yeah. we've been getting a lot of. It's just like blinding lights, but Joji. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I thought the little uh, like synth arpeggio thing the da, 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 da. yeah yeah I, I don't know i thought i thought that was really catchy <laughs> yeah um yeah i think these last few songs are pretty 80s inspired sounding um you know there's one called reanimator which is an 80s horror movie that came out i'm sure it's not any real relation like once you look at the lyrics it's not about yeah frankenstein or anything like that but it's got that there aren't many there aren't any vocals for the first bit of it and it's like this kind of crunchy dark instrumental that i thought was cool yeah but, i thought i thought it was cool yeah but, but then go anywhere <laughs> yeah like the if that was it that would be but cool like, but we need more of not intro we need more song or even if that was just it even if it was like that 30 seconds of noise like just the fact that there are you know there's only um i think there's only one full verse and then there's a chorus um which you know just seems on the weaker side for especially since there's so much production in the first bit that the rest of it feels underwhelming um but yeah that's really all i have to say about that i think my i'm holding my opinions in for like these last few songs these last two songs because i think these ones are really good yeah um so um for for reanimator um like you said like there isn't really much here I wish there was more here because what's here is really cool sounding. <laughs> um, but um, I like Eve, or it's Eve's tumor, right? Is that how you say it? Do you know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I really like his music. I it's, I checked it out after. I know he's pretty he's pretty big in like the electronic scene. I'm pretty sure. But um, um, and this sounds like one of his songs. But like, I don't know. There's just not enough here. And I think another big problem with the song is, um, uh, I think like Eve's tumor does uh, like vocals on it at the end. And, he does. He doesn't. Yeah. And they're mixed not well. They're way too yeah. quiet. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's like was on purpose. But like, I don't know. I I just wish to, to be labeled on the song. I think it's it's doesn't do enough production wise, um, but I mean if he's doing all this instrument in, in, instrumentation, I think that's also beneficial. Sure. But yeah. Uh, next song, like you do, everyone went crazy about this one, um, which I mean I liked it. I think it's compared to some of the other things on this album, it's very stripped down. It's just, it's like a piano ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's done well. It's got nice 
production. I will say though, I can't remember. I have the lyrics pulled up here. I can't remember any of them. And I've listened to this album a, quite a few times. I still don't know any of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I remember the basic melody, but uh, I don't remember them either. Like, I remember the um, the chorus a little bit, but, like, anything else, not really. Yeah, it's just some of it's kind of basic. And yeah. I mean, it's a on something that you, track. Especially on something that you can tell, like, it's a good song, at least compared to the other ones that we've been mentioning that we don't really enjoy. But it's fairly general it's not uh i think this could have been really yeah it didn't have to be a jody song i mean i'm glad it is a jody song but it's sort of it's with it being so stripped down to the point where it sort of loses that element that really makes it joji and it just becomes sort of like a just a pop song like a um i'm trying to think of other examples but i'm not really thinking of any just it's it's a letdown just because of how good you know it is but you know it's missing something mm-hmm. yeah i i see what you're saying um this song also this song's like four and a half minutes or something like that right yeah it's it's a long song which is i mean it's a it's definitely it's got the most um lyrical diversity on the second half sure other than i think maybe uh pretty boy it's got like the most uh lyrical substance to it um but i i'm not saying that it doesn't but i'm saying like if uh for a song that's so stripped back and just doesn't have like a lot i guess Mm -hmm. i feel like they needed like i guess like you were saying uh there needs to be more here like what am i trying to say like there just needs to be more here there's an element that's missing yeah we don't know what it is because it's not there yeah yeah that's yep (laughs) but that's yeah i mean i have song credits pulled up it was written by there's eight people listed as writers three people listed as producers joji is fourth on the oh, no. writer's credits and he's not a producer on the song no so it it, it just it's not it doesn't feel very like a joji song it's not personal and i yeah, think that that's, that's think what that it is list, listing how many writers that are on this song and how you know far down joji is on that list I think that that just kind of drives it home that this could have been done by anyone. It's not personal enough. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas, you know, Run wasn't written by Joji, but at least what he brings to the table is like emotionally and vocally and stuff like that. Like, that is a Joji song. This is not quite that. Yeah. That might be a hot take. People might get mad at us for saying that. This is probably true, because I know a lot of people are really digging the song. Yeah, this is... If you go on to um, uh, Genius, which I went on, I think, yesterday, just to 
see sort of what other people were thinking about this song. That one has like, I think four times the amount of clicks as a lot of the other songs Mm -hmm. on here. Um, Not as many as like Sanctuary and the other singles, but a decent amount. Yeah. For Um, for a song that is not a single and is like on this, it's yeah, which is pretty good. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I think we should move on. Yeah. Um, because we still have a lot to cover, and I feel like we've been talking for a while. We do. You're going to have fun editing this part. I know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Your Man is the last song, and I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it, but I see – okay, I see what he's going for. There's definitely, like, a lot going on here production-wise. It sounds like a – like a it's throwback a gets trapped yeah. to me. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that about it. But it's not something that it feel it feels like a really good conclusion of the album that kind of like wraps everything up. Yeah, um, it's, I'm glad that they ended with this one because it is so energetic. Mm-hmm. Like, especially since we talked about some of these later songs kind of lacking in that energy. The fact that they end with what I would say is the most upbeat song on this album yeah is it's a it's a good choice i think and having that as the last album definitely benefits it because it definitely could have been a throwaway but i think its placement does help and it's yeah um but um i think that um this isn't really a song that i'm coming back to like on its own a lot at least for me yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I I can get that. But like, I, I it it's really good in the context of the album. So, um, but I'm sure you do you have do you have like more opinions on it? I'm sure you do more than I do because you said that you really enjoyed uh, this one. Yeah, I think you know I've come back to it once or twice. I think it's just it's got that energy. It's got a it's got a vibe to it that. Um, is distinct and is good for a certain type of mood, unlike some of these other songs. Mm-hmm. But you know, I will like, say in comparison, like normal people. Like, where am I going to play normal people? Yeah, <laughs> or high hopes. <laughs> um, but you know, in comparison with the Ascension, since we're talking about these in the same episode. <laughs> There are some high, high points and there are some low, low points. But the issue, the thing is, and not not the issue, the good thing about Nectar is those high points are so high. Like, this song is an uplifting song. Like, it's, um, it's simple, but it's just, it's so lavish and Mm -hmm. like in a good way. Yeah, it's something that this album needed to really balance out the other stuff on us. Yeah, it's not, it's not depressing. It's not depressing. And that, you know, I'm a fan of songs that don't make me sad. (laughs) There's some songs that I like that make me sad, but I try not to go to those too often because they make me sad. Sure. This one I've gone back to. I like it. Um, I think it could have. I'm glad it wasn't a single, but I think it could have been. Yeah. Maybe like a 
maybe like a um like a a um one of those not songs or yeah well maybe like a maybe like a single released with another single like maybe it releases something like that yeah i feel like that would work for that but no Um, i I liked it i think it was a fitting conclusion to the album um yeah it, it hits all the this album i will say it hits all of the emotions some of the songs don't hit emotions, but those emotions have been hit at some point. Yeah. Whereas the ascension is confusing. That's <laughs> it's well, not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm, that, so, that, that's the extent that I'm gonna be comparing these two because these are very different albums. Oh, for, for sure. Sonically and thematically, these are yeah. very different. Um. But um, do we want to uh, circle back to the beginning here? Yeah, I um, think we've been talking for a while, so we might as well just run through these fairly quickly. Yes, um, for sure. I know you don't have a whole lot of time left here. Yeah, and I don't want to make this terrible for you to edit. So, because <laughs> um, okay. I have All a right. lot of opinions about lots of things, and I sometimes ramble. So my apologies. <laughs> this is going to be It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, okay. Why don't you go ahead and get started, and I can just add on. Okay, cool. So uh, circling back here, we got uh, track one, You. Um, this is a great – this is a really good opener, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think the it, bookends it, of this album, like the beginning and the end, fit really what? well. I think oh, we, yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really great opener. Um, um, it really sets the tone for the album, at least for the like first leg of the album, at least. The, uh, um, I think it's worth mentioning the string section at the end of this because it's really good. At least. Yeah, it's. I don't know. The strings just kind of like string sections in in songs just kind of win me over. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's a it's a good intro. I um, yeah, I I like a good string section too. Yeah. Um. um so even though I feel like this is more developed as a song maybe like lyrically um at least um similarly to your man i don't find myself coming back to this song as like an actual like or just like Mm -hmm. um but that's just me is there anything context yeah it there are songs in here that fit really well in the context but are just i don't really come back to them like on their own Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have anything else to add on the EU? No, I think you hit all the the boxes. Um, yeah, I will say, just to reiterate, this is the best way he could have opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think they had that in mind, obviously, when they were making it. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, okay, so uh, moving on to track two uh, with Modus. Um. Similarly to you, this is another one that I don't really find myself coming back to. I don't, I don't really have any strong opinions on this one. Um, I know that a lot of people are saying that this is like a highlight on the album for them. Not really for me, though. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going into it, just because you know, you was such a 
big opener. I was like, is the rest of the album going to be like this? And then it kind of, you know, this one has a, a few synth layers on it and like a few reversed chime sound effects. And, you know, it has that for a bit and then it slips into a more uh, lo-fi trap beat, which, you know, pretty good. And for what it's worth, I think I, I, I definitely don't come back to this one on its own. Um, I think it's, I would say it's one like probably my least favorite of the first half. We say the first half. Like we're talking like up to Sanctuary probably, right? Yeah. I would say this one is my least favorite, but it's still pretty good. I'm not skipping it. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad track. I just, it's, again, it's not something that I'm really coming back to a whole lot on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, moving on to uh, TikTok, unless you have any other opinions. No, I think I going into TikTok, not the app. This is tick like a clock. Um, <laughs> but I'm surprised that Modus was my least favorite track on the first half. Because when TikTok starts, I thought I was going to hate it. I yeah, it's not a very attractive... <laughs> It starts, and then it and then it goes into this I don't even know it's like so it's such a generic like da 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 like mm-hmm. and he's talking like these super low processed vocals that sound like so cheesy. Yeah. And it's it doesn't work and I thought um I thought that was really gonna bring the track down but then it cuts out and he starts singing the chorus and yeah. it all changes like it's the same thing with pretty boy like I thought I was really gonna not like that song and then I like this song I will say it's probably my second least favorite only because I rank the other ones above it but I I was I found myself being very surprised with how much i actually did like this song yeah uh, even it, though it, it does kind of have that like generic trap feel to it i think what the way that joji makes it work works yeah i think um it's like one of those songs that it's like eh, but like it's so catchy to me yeah. anyway it's very catchy like on upon first listen i was like eh, i'm not really feeling this one um but i was like humming it to myself all day <laughs> yeah it first came out um yeah i had a it, it's a weird um roller coaster where it goes from oh this is gonna be bad to oh this is really good to oh this is kind of generic verse and then back to the chorus and i was like i don't just tell me how to feel about this song I don't... <laughs> um yeah no it's a. Uh... It's, I have a love-hate relationship with it, and it sounds like you do, too. Yeah. I have mixed feelings, but I, I, I like the good parts more than I like the good parts in Modus. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. This, this one is more memorable than Modus yeah. for me. Yeah. Which I don't know why it is, but it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's because it's so weird in that way that it's memorable. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, moving on to uh, Daylight uh, with Diplo. Mm-hmm. This is the first single that we are covering from this thing. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what do you think of this one? <laughs> um, I think, first of all, this is more about the album in the whole. Mm-hmm. It really shows how much more we like this one than we like the Ascension because we're going through each song individually. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the first episode, so this is kind of a trial run so we can see which method we like more too, or this might just be how we go through these, ep- these different kind of albums. But anyway, Daylight is the most poppy song on this. Oh, for sure. Uh, and- I think Diplo really is doing that. I think that's all Diplo. <laughs> I, I think so too. Um, but that's not, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing because yeah. it's, it's a good song. It's really catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, his voice is a really good compliment to the very shiny and polished um, instrumentation. And I will say if Diplo's singing, I can't hear his vocals or I don't know when he's singing. I don't think he's I don't think he sings on this. I think he's just doing production on okay. it. That makes more sense. But yeah, I think he did a good job with that. I think Joji did a good job singing on it and especially it I will say the flow from TikTok to Daylight is really good and especially after the weirdness that was the previous song i was like okay this yeah this, this, really one, this one was very refreshing i feel like yeah after tiktok um and then, yeah yeah go ahead. go ahead no that was i i you said what you, i was gonna say so okay cool um so when i first when this track uh first came out as like a single um i didn't like it (laughs) like it was definitely a pretty weak song to me like i didn't think it was bad i just thought it sounded kind of generic but like as i kept listening to it and as i was listening to it in the context of the album the more i actually really liked it um joji has some really strong vocal performances on it especially uh with the with the chorus and Mm -hmm. uh yeah um, and uh, I'm not like a huge <laughs> Diplo fan or anything, but it, he does pretty good on the production. I I really like those like synthetic kind of strings in the background that uh play during the chorus. I think. Um, I don't know if you caught that, but I just thought they sounded really nice. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> I think the production on this one is a, definitely the highlight. I, I mean, his vocal performance is really good, but it's the instrumentation that really does it for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, like, super poppy um, instrumentation. But yeah, that, that's what, like, threw me off, like, originally, but then it started to grow on me, and I started to actually appreciate it for what it was, and I really dug it. Yeah. I... I got it on the first time around just because at a certain point you got to wonder like if you're just 
stuff suffering from Stockholm syndrome if you just like a song because you've listened to it a whole bunch. Um, but with this one, I liked it on the first go around, which I think was unexpected for me. Um, but you know, it's a good song. I wouldn't say it might, it might be, it's not the strongest of the singles, but it's, one of the strongest ones on this first half. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, now let's uh let's cover upgrade uh pretty quickly here. Um, it is a pretty good song. I yeah. think it's the shortest one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is also. Um, this one was. It, it, there's not a whole lot to it, but it was it was really sweet. I thought. Um, yeah. I I actually really liked it. <laughs> It it feels like a song that they would play in the background of like almost like a noir movie where someone's like in a hotel and they're going up the elevator and you hear this playing. I don't know why my brain went there, but that's where my brain went. It's really soft. And this this song reminds me. I don't know if this is what he was going for, but it reminds me of some of his older stuff, like not even like like pre in tongue stuff, like some of his SoundCloud stuff. Um, and I think I I wonder if that's like what he was going for with the title because it sounds like that, but with like better. It sounds like a more high quality version of that. So I was wondering if that's what he was kind of going for with the title upgrade. Maybe that's dumb, but <laughs> I never um, listened to any of his SoundCloud stuff because I've never had SoundCloud. But no. yeah, I should probably. Yeah. Leave- maybe do that but yeah there's not a lot of it It, it's actually pretty decent um stuff but anyway (laughs) i thought you were gonna say it reminded me of his old stuff you know like pink guy and i was like no no oh yeah no (laughs) no no (laughs) um yeah uh i I don't know if you're familiar with uh like world star money i think it was on in tongues too uh yeah i i that that one that's what this sounds like yeah, yeah that's that's that song came out on soundcloud first that was like one of his oh, first dude. so that's okay. kind of like what i was uh well, yeah. talking about a little bit but um yeah do you have anything else on this one not really i think especially since we're getting into these next three oh. i think we oh, gotta yeah. lump them as a whole i because it's a trilogy um, oh, for sure. uh so for those of you unaware part of the marketing campaign for this album was a series of these three music videos for sanctuary run and give me love where they all featured joji and space um they so they all seemed connected somehow i think there had to be some videos on youtube explaining like a story behind it but you can read into it really whatever you want like with knowing that and even not knowing that like these songs do feel connected mm-hmm. um like uh i guess starting with give me love wow I mean, the, the title is give me love which was something that i thought might be leading to like a basic pop song and when it you know the chorus is also a basic pop song chorus but then when he starts singing it it's pretty good it's um and the, the instrumentation i think is the highlight on this one especially like you said once it gets to the end with the strings and it cuts to almost like a different song 
halfway through, which the second half for me is the better half for sure. For sure, for sure. (laughs) And um, with, you know, without like reading too much into it, if people still want to listen to it on their own, it's it's almost like addressing the same topic from, but from two different perspectives in the same song, almost like, um, afterthought did, but it's both Joji. It's just, it's with that change in instrumentation. Um, it's just like this quick shift in emotion. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like, they sound like if you play like the first half of give me love. And then the second half, they set like separately you'd think that they'd be completely different songs but like they they go together so well like it's pretty impressive it's very impressive like how well these two parts go together Mm -hmm. they because um the uh the instrumental of the first half is it's very simple it's just kind of drums <laughs> i mean really yeah. um or drum machine even yeah 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 um and then the the second half is just this gorgeous like um uh the, there's like piano in the background i think there's like guitar or something or like, there's a ukulele oh yeah yeah it and then th- these gorgeous strings i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just listen to it just listen to give me love i mean that's that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah. speaking of guitar uh so i started teaching myself guitar when quarantine started um for context and i am a huge fan of george harrison i He's my favorite Beatle. So Run was the first song I learned on guitar that um, I taught myself. Really? Yeah. Which um it I don't know. It's it's so it's so different even from Give Me Love. Like Yeah. It's just it's so different from anything Joji has ever put out. Yeah, and I I think this is his best song to date. It probably is, honestly. <laughs> Just because it's his best vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Like, um, all the way through, it's almost like he's like crying while he's singing. Um, and just the difference in instruments, like there is some drum machine on it, but it also, you know, that's an authentic guitar. I think there's actual drums on it. There at least was when he did it on Jimmy Fallon, which was his TV debut performing as Joji. Um, and the layered vocals are great. The lyrics are heartfelt. His singing, uh, I said before, is really good. And and just that guitar solo at the end puts it all together. And it's just, it feels like I can't, I can't, I don't even know what it sounds like. It's just, it's a really good song. And yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> you heard it here. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really have much else to add on that. Um, I basically entirely agree. Uh, again, it, it's, it's really hard to put into words. Um, 
just because it's so different. Like, it's yeah. not like it's the best song ever. Like I know yeah. describing that where I'm like, I can't put it into words. It's not the best song ever. It's just, it's so different mm-hmm. that there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Cause I'll there's just there's so many things coming in at, at once on that track. Yeah. I won't take up all of the talking on sanctuary. I promise. <laughs> um, so Sanctuary, um, you said that this was like one of your f- first Joji songs that you listened to, right? Something like that. Yeah, I discovered him like when this one came out. So this was just the most recent thing that had come out. Yeah. Um, which isn't bad. I like this song. Um, yeah. Um, for me, I, I know, uh, I know, uh, I, I wouldn't have said this before this album came out, but like after having listened to this song a lot in the context of this album, for me anyway, this is maybe my least favorite single, which I'm is strong. It's a great yeah. song, but um, I still um, uh, this is. I don't know if this is Joji's most poppy song, especially after Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the most Joji pop song. Uh, well, that's that's probably a stupid way of putting it. But like, if Joji were to make a pop song, this it's is what I would a pop song have. without Diplo's help. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he were to make a pop song on his own, which I guess this is kind of, you know sort of that i don't know how many producers he has on this um but um yeah Only one one producer oh, really? is it yeah. him no but oh. he's he's uh listed second in the writing credits so mm-hmm. yeah if i guess what i'm trying to say if is if joji were to make a pop song which i guess he did using elements of his old sound i mean this is what it would be and i guess that's kind of what it is um i'm having again i'm having trouble putting it into words um yeah so overall if people want to listen to this album and they haven't already what would you say to do dude um um, Personally, I think it's kind of this. It's, I mean, I like it better than I like the Ascension, but I think they're both. You have to listen to them in their entirety to get the full experience. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I I personally agree with that. Um, I feel like in general, even though the Ascension's only like twenty minutes longer. I had a better experience listening to this one than uh, I did the Ascension, but maybe that's just because it was less of a slog for me. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I will say, as as much as we did say we didn't like some of these songs, you know, there are some albums, you know, like all of the Beatles albums where like you listen to them in its entirety because they're, it's a good album, but then you can also play each song individually and have it do something with a lot of these songs on both of these records. 
they complement each other for better or for worse. Yeah. And they're both albums. Nectar is more for casual listening, even oh, for if, sure. But um yeah, I they're both definitely checking out in their entirety if you have the time. Uh yeah. Um well thank you all so much for listening. Um we hope that you tune into the next episode and uh bye. Bye bye.